Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to another episode of Paper Route. I'm Corey Holmes, and I'm with the superstar duo of with uh, of Ashley Nicole Moss and Brandon Marshall. How we doing, folks? What's up? What's up? What's up? Doing, doing great. Right? A lot doing of a lot of breaking news happening. I like your jacket. Uh, Shout out to Burberry. Oh wow! I get a compliment from you. It's a nice jacket. Nice, Thank nice. you so much. I need nice. to start. I need to learn how to receive compliments from you, because because I, I, they don't they don't come often. That's how I keep men at the level I want them at. You know so what I mean? Sh- I give them compliments every now and then, uh, so they stay humble. Oh, know? that's the trick. Mm-hmm. Oh, can't blow, like you can't blow their head too much, but you also mm. can't neglect them too much. It's that's a give fair. and take. It's a give and take. Okay, okay. You know okay. I got it. I got it. That's fair. All right. Well, how about we get into the show? We got a lot of good stuff to talk about. We got the Lakers and LeBron James and his return. We'll talk about Kyrie and the Mavericks and whatnot, and we also talk a little bit of March Madness. But first, mm. we got to start in the NFL with the latest in the Lamar Jackson saga. So, it was actually this morning quarterback Lamar Jackson announced in a le- what he called a letter to his fans on social media that he requested a trade from the Baltimore Ravens actually earlier this month on March 2nd. So, let's take a look at the tweet, and I'll read it for you guys. So, it starts with, I want to first thank you all for all of the love and the support you have consistently shown towards me, right? All of you are amazing and I appreciate y'all so much. I want you all to know not to believe everything you read about me. Let me personally answer your questions. Then he went on to say, in regards to my future plans, as of March 2nd, I requested a trade from the Ravens organization for which the Ravens has, have not been interested in meeting my value and everyone And everyone that has met me or been around me know I love the game of football and my dream is to help a team win the Super Bowl. Then Jackson said, you all are great, but I had to make a business decision that was best for my family and I. No matter how far I go or where my career takes me, I'll continue to uh, be close to my fans of Baltimore Flock Nation and the entire state of Maryland. You'll see me again soon. And then it was like almost as as Lamar Jackson was sending out this tweet, head coach John Harbaugh was actually set to mm. speak to media in a press conference, and we actually have a clip of what, that moment there. Let's take a look at it. Requested a trade from Ravens organization. Uh, looks like there's a Twitter thread that just went up. Can you comment on that? I haven't seen the tweet. I, it's an ongoing process. Uh, I'm, I'm following it very closely, just like everybody else is here, and uh, looking forward to uh, a resolution. I'm excited thinking about Lamar all the time, thinking about him as our quarterback. We're building our offense around that idea. And uh, and I'm just looking forward to getting back to football. I'm confident that's going to happen. 
So, Brenton, I'm going to start with you first. Mm. Just what are your initial reactions? Like, you know, what's next for Lamar Jackson? What's next for the Ravens? Yeah, um, Ashley, before the show started, Ashley, you talked about, you know, I told you so. That was your answer. I asked you, I said, what's I your five-second I said it on Twitter, too, though. Yeah, I, t I told you so. And, mm -hmm. and I'm going to use that same take. Like, I told you so. And, and, and I don't know if people uh, didn't listen to me or they couldn't hear me. I don't know what it was. Or maybe, you know, the way I said it uh, didn't cut through. But he's from Pompano. And I, what I'm trying to say by saying that is there's different codes and there's different rules when you come from a place like that. Where we come from, a lot of us, the league is made up of 80% minorities. And a lot of these minorities, now the, ex the black experience is different. But a lot of these minorities come from the hood. And in the hood, what do we always talk about? We talk about loyalty. Loyalty is probably one of the most uh, overused words where we come from. And when you break down loyalty, it can mean different things for different folks. But basically it's this. If I rock with you, you rock with me. We in it together. So what, you're, what you guys are saying publicly, we love Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's our quarterback. Quarterback. You had Coach Harbaugh. You just showed it. There was another part to that. Yo, Lamar Jackson, he does everything right. Lamar Jackson, he, he, he's, he's handled this with class. So why aren't you guys paying him what he wants? Now, some people will say, well, damn, that, that doesn't make sense just because we are loyal and we rock with you, we're going to pay and we No, what he's saying is the market is $230 million. That's what they gave Deshaun Watson. The owner comes out, Bashadi, and says that we're not going off of that deal. Well, you have Lamar Jackson saying that that's the business. That's the market right now. A quarterback of my caliber, free, free, whether in free agency or, or in trade, that's what it is. So give me exactly what I deserve, $230 million guarantee. I don't care about the, the situation. Uh, Houston Texans was this. Uh, Deshaun Watson was that. No, it's $230 million. So, Ashley, just like you said, I told you so. There's no going back. Lamar Jackson won't play in a Baltimore Ravens uniform again. It's principle. He said it publicly. Mm -hmm. He knew exactly what he was doing. This was calculated. The coaches at the owners' meeting. He sits down. They wait. They wait. He waits to put out his tweet. Why? Because he didn't want him prepared. He knows. You know. Look, Coach Harbaugh is going to sit there ten minutes before his press conference. He's going to sit with PR. Let's go over all. Well, the he's going to do what he's up. he's going to do what the organization wants him to do, and that is, if you follow the timeline. Lamar Jackson requests a trade on March 2nd. The team slaps him with a franchise tag, an exclusive franchise tag, just days later. And Harbaugh was going to go into this owner's meeting, this press conference, this mini press conference, whatever you want to call it, and do what the organization wants him to do. Right. And that's go ahead and save face, knowing that everything comes that comes out of his mouth is not honest because you know you have a disgruntled quarterback. You right. know you have a quarterback who requested a trade, but you're still going to go out there in front of the cameras and the bright lights and the media and say, 
yeah, Lamar's our guy. I hope we can work it out. We've been together for five years. You know, I'm really excited about this upcoming season. You know damn well that man requested a trade weeks ago. Don't sit here and try to like, you know, make it seem like there's an opportunity to fix things. And that's probably why Lamar put that tweet right. out, the timing that he did. He had someone on the inside who tipped him off and said the, the press conference, you know, he's about to speak to the media. What do you want to do? And he did what he wanted to do. He's not going to allow the organization to continue to run with the narrative that he's their guy and they love Lamar and Lamar's important to them and they can't wait to, you know, for the upcoming season. It's all smoke and mirrors because if you did what you were supposed to do and if you felt the way that you're vocalizing that you feel, then we wouldn't be in this situation. But here we are. Right, right. And, and, and Corey, I, I want to shift the conversation to um... – you know, I was watching ESPN. I was watching Mad Dog, uh, first take, mm -hmm. before our show. Mm -hmm. And there was a few things that Mad Dog just didn't get. It was just over his head. And, and I like Mad Dog. Like, mm -hmm. Mad Dog, I, I mean, what I, what, well, let, me tell, let me be clear. I respect anyone who's been on the radio or in this business for as long as he yeah, has. Yeah, you have to. I don't respect all of his takes. I don't agree with all of his takes. Okay? Fair. But... I respect Mad Dog in, in the way he goes about his business. And, I, you know, it's his opinion. But some of the things that are over his heads and other people like him is this whole money thing. Mad Dog goes out there and says, are we not loyal? Are we not the Baltimore Ravens not showing you that they care and they love you? They gave you, no. a, they offered you a $175 no. million guarantee. No. And then he also came out and said this, Ashley said, I guarantee this, if the Baltimore Ravens Offer him uh, two hundred million. He signs it right now, right now. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. They the do, they're not is, getting it. The damage is yeah. done. And yeah. I it's know, you, I know you're about to go on like a, a full blown thing. So yes. I'm gonna take two seconds. Go, go, you go, because you know, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, about, you know. I know you're yes. about to go in. <laughs> I, I think people are ignoring the fact. Everyone keeps talking about the money, the money, the money. And at one point, yes, the money was the only thing that mattered in this situation. And Rightfully so. You have a quarterback who has won an MVP, who has done everything possible with this organization without the pieces necessary to really go the full distance. And he looks around the league and he sees Daniel Jones getting paid. He sees Deshaun Watson, who sat out for an entire year and had things off the field getting paid. Let's and say it. I love Deshaun. Hold on. I, say, I love Deshaun. Okay. I love Deshaun. I love Deshaun, right? Like meaning like him as a competitor and him as a as a person. And obviously he needs to deal with some things, but I'm not going to – everybody has to deal with something. Everybody has things going on. His shit kind of uh, spilled over publicly, right? So I want to be clear there. Deal with your shit and get back to playing at an extremely high level. Maybe he's already done that. But Deshaun Watson had a lot going on. A lot. Mm -hmm. A lot going on. And he gets $230 million, Ashley. So when we talk about Deshaun, sometimes we skate over it like – no, he had a lot going on, and he got through 230. Right. So imagine how Lamar feels. You have, you know, the NFL is and always... I feel like I'm the, loud. Let me... The, the, NFL, <laughs> the NFL is always talking about the intangibles, the intangibles, the intangibles. They love that phrase, locker room guy. They love, you know, the quarterback who represents the organization and the franchise, both on the field and off the field. Lamar is that guy. And he looks around the league, and he sees this guy getting paid. He sees this guy getting paid, and he knows that he's better on the field than this guy. He knows he hasn't had any off-field issues like this guy. And he's looking around, he's patient, and he's doing what he's supposed 
supposed to do. He's showing up because he's a locker room guy. He's showing up because he knows the team, the guys that he's in battle with are depending on him. So he's showing up and he's showing good faith in the organization and, and the front office and what they're telling him. And that patience starts to dwindle every single time he doesn't get paid. So yes, at one point it was solely about the money, but there comes a point where now it's a disrespect thing because now I have given you everything you have asked of me and then some. I have given you patience that you did not deserve and all you did was take advantage of that. All you did was say, yeah, Thanks for the patience. Yeah, thanks for the wins. Yeah, thanks for the camaraderie in the locker room. It doesn't matter. Here's what you're worth. And yeah, at one point so, it was solely about the money, but now it's a respect thing because now you have shown me what I mean to you. And let's go ahead and, you know, analogy this in a relationship standpoint. Sometimes, you know, if you're married and you're in a bad marriage and it's just like, you know what? I don't really care what happens. Take the house, take the dogs, take the kids. I just want out. I'm done. Lamar has reached a point of no return with this organization because they have already shown him so many times what he means to them. And there is nothing, for there's nothing left for them to do. There's no salvaging this relationship. Once you have tarnished your relationship with someone beyond repair, once you have shown that my loyalty is not returned with loyalty, that my respect is not returned with respect, that my consideration is not returned with consideration, we have nothing. There is no relationship here. There is no partnership here. There is no business relationship. There is no friendship. There is nothing. And there's not enough money that you can throw at somebody who values all of those things. There's not enough money you can throw at them to go ahead and change how they see you. And that's exactly where Lamar is right now and you know where i'm at right now i'm where i'm, I'm getting to where lamar is at right now you just said you cut me off ashley cut Sorry. me off Corey, and said because i know brand is going to go on this I long know, I brand, have, I and i'm gonna speak for two seconds hold on you you did cut you me off mid, mid i, I would finish like 30 seconds ago you cut me off before but go ahead the floor is yours go ahead listen <laughs> so i'm gonna I'm I'm um pick up where you left off mm-hmm. so you want to talk about relationships we like talking about relationships mm-hmm. on it's an easy analogy to get easy very mm-hmm. easy Lamar Jackson filed for a divorce, mm-hmm. and it's on TMZ right now. Mm-hmm. How many celebrities are going through divorces or have gone through divorces, and then it, you know, it was quiet for a year or two. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, boom, as soon as it go public, that's a different ball game, mm-hmm. right? There's a lot of things that happen in relationships, right? And a lot of times, like, if you want to make it through, you got to keep it tight. You got to keep it private. Mm-hmm. But once it goes public, man, now you have so many different opinions. You have different different stressors on your relationship. Mm-hmm. So everybody out there that's in relationships, if you want to actually have a, a healthy, thriving relationship, not saying that you never, you're never going to deal with anything, keep it private. You don't need to go on social media and talk about certain things. Keep your private life private. And a relationship's supposed to be private. But because of social media now, everybody feels that we need to go out there and we got to put all our highlights out there. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, look at me on vacation. Look at Bay. Oh, we goals. Like all of that. No, keep that... Hey. Hey, hold private. on, I love a good vacation pick. Don't come yeah, for me. But, but but what you're doing is you're opening your, your relationship up. Oh no, to it's just me. It's just forces. me solo dolo. So so basically Lamar Jackson, he filed for divorce March 2nd. Mm-hmm. Now it's public March 27th. It's a wrap. Mm. Okay. So when you talk about Lamar Jackson, right? And I wanted to talk about a few things. Money. Mad Dog. Mad Dog goes out there and what he's failing to realize is. If it was all about the money for Lamar Jackson, then where's his shoe deal? He went out there and, and within the first three years, MVP of the league. Mm-hmm. You know how much money was on the table 
and how much money he left on the table. Think about that. His his value. There's an argument that his 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 off the field earnings may not reach where it was two years ago when he was MVP. Like that's one of the greatest feats in. It's the, mo- the moment constantly moves. So, so. I'm saying that do he do, have you seen him on the Nike campaign? I've seen him on Oakley. What about Adidas? No. The biggest contract, the biggest off the field deal you can get as a professional athlete is a shoe deal. He hasn't signed one. And everyone's offered. New Balance, Adidas, Nike, everyone. He said, that's not the way I'm going. So what Mad Dog and all these other people need to understand, Ashley, is that it's not about the money for him. He's from Pompano, Florida. He hangs out with Kodak. He stands on principle. He's going to do things his way. There's not a lot of people cut from this cloth. So everybody that looks at Lamar, they're like, oh, you're trying to put him in a box of all these other athletes, and that's not the case. So if he really wanted the money, he would have already gotten the money. It's about respect. And I and I hear people and people in the comments are saying, well, you know, the Ravens offered him the second highest guaranteed contract, and he didn't take that. And I think there's pieces that people are missing to that. So I have it in front of me. So the Baltimore Ravens offered him $133 million guaranteed at signing. $175 million guaranteed for injury. Mm. And then the $200 million that everyone keeps throwing around this number was only Break going to be guaranteed if he was on the roster the fifth day of the 2026 league year. So Preach. what that means is that's incentive-based. Unlike Deshaun Watson, who got his $200-plus million in his bank account, the day he signed, Lamar would have had to hit multiple tiers in order to get that money. So while, yes, in Games. theory, it's $200 million, there are a lot of black and white in-between things there that he has to go ahead and meet in order to get that money. He's looking at that like, mm, that doesn't make much sense. So. Right off the bat, it was $133 million in his bank account right away. That's far below what someone of his caliber is worth, which is why he did not take that deal. So everyone throwing around that $200 million number has to look at the fine print. It wasn't $200 million guaranteed at signing. He was not going to see that money unless he hit certain things. So I just wanted to put that out there. And, and, and let's stay right there. And let me simplify it, right? It's really easy. Mm-hmm. You're talking about guaranteed money, mm-hmm. right? Let's go through the top 10. Aaron Rodgers, $150 million guaranteed. Russell Wilson, $165 million guaranteed. Mm-hmm. You have Kyler Murray, 160 And I'm going to save this one, Deshaun Watson. All right, then you got Patrick Mahomes, 140 Josh mm-hmm. Allen, 150 Matt Matthew Stafford, 120 Dak Prescott, 126 You got Daniel Jones, 105 Derek Carr, $100 million. Derek Carr. And then you got Kirk Cousins. That's probably going to come back to the table. Let's go to Deshaun Watson, 230 mm-hmm. So the biggest deal at the quarterback position was done, what, two years ago? Mm-hmm. Almost two years ago. That's the only thing that matters with this type of player. Everybody else, the rules are different. When you are a franchise, uh, uh, one of the faces of a franchise, you're a franchise quarterback. If you're one of the faces of the NFL or the face of the NFL, all you look at is who is at the top. Aaron Rodgers, it was simple for him to get this deal. Aaron Rodgers is scheduled to make $60 million a year. All he looked at was, where's Patrick Mahomes? Russell Wilson went back to the table last year. So I'm going to be north of that. So now you have Lamar Jackson. doesn't matter where you have him ranked in your top five, Ashley. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. That doesn't matter when you're sitting at the table. What all he's looking at is, well, Deshaun Watson, 
almost two years ago, if that, mm. not even two years ago. Was mm -hmm. it two years ago? Mm, like a year and a half. A year and a half. 230 million. And so if we can't, if we, that's the only thing I'm looking at. Right, and I know everyone keeps saying you can't keep using Deshaun Watson, you can't be using, Why? Can't be using Deshaun Watson. Why are they the, saying the, this? The Browns overpaid. Yes, it's true. The the Browns egregiously overpaid hold, for a quarterback. Hold on, did they? Who, hold on. Did they? I mean, hold on. They egregiously overpaid for a quarterback who has who sat out an entire year and had off-the-field issues. They went ahead and tried to outbid every franchise that they believe was on, you know, was in the mix to go ahead and get Deshaun Watson, and they wanted to make sure nobody else would get him, so they overpaid for him. But... That's not Lamar, Jackson pro Lamar Jackson's problem. Once the league allowed that contract to go through, they reset the market. The market now is Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is now the star that every other agent, every other quarterback who is trying to look for their next deal is going to look towards, whether you like it or not. That's not Lamar's problem that the league allowed a contract like that to go ahead and be finalized. But now that they did, that is the market set. That is where the market is, whether you but like it or not. All Lamar Jackson is trying to do is take advantage of a market that the NFL allowed allowed to happen and then now and this is where the the word collusion comes in at and colluding and actually not debate this word all the time but this <laughs> is where it comes in right teams are going to sit around and say we can't we can't allow this to continue this is where it gets really strategic and really savage savage what, what word can i use savagery savage savage like savage like behind the scenes almost like mob mentality mm -hmm. they get together right now all the NFL owners are together in all of their teams. What do you think they're talking about? You think they're just talking about TV deals? They think it's all about power and control. Mm -hmm. So now the teams come together and they're like, yo, we can't, we can't allow this because if Lamar Jackson is bigger than just the Baltimore Ravens and Deshaun Watson, this is about uh, collective bargaining agreement. And this mm -hmm. is the collective bargaining approach over the next 10 years. Because we know that players should be getting guaranteed money, but they're not. If there's one athlete willing to stand up and push it forward, it's, it changes everything. So that's what this is about. Lamar Jackson, if he gets this, if he gets his money guaranteed, what do you think? Uh, let's say, uh, let's say Justin Jefferson. It's a trickle down effect. The NFL is basically trying to prematurely reset the market so that Lamar does not go ahead and get the money that he's worth because the market eventually does get reset. The league makes sure that happens, but they're trying to do it before the time that the, it normally naturally resets itself so that he does not get paid. And that's where it gets ugly and that's where it gets messy. And that's where people are looking at it sideways because if that was the case, if you were worried about the fallout of what would happen if you go ahead and give a quarterback $230 million guarantee, the league could have stepped in and said the Browns can't pay that. The, the league has the right to go ahead and prevent contracts from going through. Uh, yes and no. Yes yeah, they and, do. Yeah, yeah, yes, the, yes the, and no. But the, it, Roger Goodell and the commissioner's office can 100% stop a contract no, but from going no, through. No, because all of this is in the collective bargaining agreement. But I don't want to spend too much time there because that's a whole other debate. I want to go back. I want to debate you on something else. But they can't David Stern the situation? Can I debate you on something else? Hold no, on. no, they can't. For real? Yeah, no, what? what, what uh, my what mistake. Premises? Apologies. Because in the NBA, David, you can definitely. Yeah, yeah but that that's on some, no. 
right now it's about guarantee they could they the NFL could not could have not stepped in and said we're not going to approve this deal because it's they have the money all it comes down to I mean it, if you're in line with the um salary cap and do, does the owner have the money because you have to have when you guarantee a contract you have to have a certain amount in cash you can't say okay we have x amount coming in next year we're projecting to bring in 300 million in two years you can't do that if you guarantee money you have to put a certain amount in escrow that's what it's about so if they have the cash they can get the deal done but you said something about deshaun watson you talked about um they overpaid they did overpay. How, why? It's a quarterback. He's a quarterback who sat out for an entire year. And yep. let's talk about when he didn't sit out. What did he accomplish to earn $230 million? Did he have a Super Bowl I'm unaware of? And listen, Was he, I'm not, hold on. I'm not knocking Deshaun Watson's talent. But last time I checked, he didn't have an MVP. Yep. He doesn't have a Super Bowl under his belt. But was he, he went to, I believe he went to but was the he, was AFC he, was he, championship I would say loss. This. I would say this, so for sure, top 10. What, but what was he too? pushing, was he a top five quarterback? Because basically, was he when a top he five quarterback? When he got signed? Before, before, before. Uh, it was, it's debatable. Top 10 for sure. But he sat out an entire year. Everyone knows the league is what have you and, done and for me what? lately. No, no, and no, what he's done for me lately is nothing. Ashley, and this, and this actually shows Lamar Jackson's value. If a team is willing to give up all of that for Deshaun Watson they with overpaid. everything you said, no, they did they not. They 100% overpaid, shows the Brandon. The Browns When do overpaid. we ever see? Listen, every year we talk about free agency, top running backs, top quarterbacks. Right. Uh, no, not top quarterbacks, top wide receivers, top defense ends, top corners, top safeties. Every year the biggest deals go to offensive line, defensive line, and free agency. Uh, wide receivers, and then you have a few uh, safeties here and there, right? Other positions. Okay. We are never, ever talking about quarterbacks. Why? Because it's hard. You, it's it's rare that you ever see a quarterback on the market. How? Okay. You don't give up franchise quarterbacks. Let's let's, let's ignore. They, the, first of all, he requested a trade out of Houston and sat out until they traded. So they forced his hand. And but let's let's ignore that part for a second. He sat out an entire year, and all you had on his resume to to gauge his his value That's on right. was a not. He doesn't have an MVP. Doesn't matter. He doesn't have a Super Bowl. He lost, I believe, in the conference championship game against the 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 Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. If I'm correct. Okay. You're telling me that's a $230 million yes. quarterback strictly off potential? Yes, he I had sat seven, out an entire yes. year. Well, it doesn't matter. That's you, crazy. I'm telling you as a as a receiver, were, as Browns, a receiver, the hell, Browns if, if he were sat desperate out, and they overpaid. The, no. Bra the Browns were desperate and they overpaid because the Falcons were in the mix. If Drew Brees the Saints was, were if in Drew the mix. Brees, the Dolphins Drew Brees, were in the mix. If Drew Brees, they overpaid oh, for if him. Drew Brees, if Drew Brees right now, if I'm active, if I'm active, and I'm playing for the Jets, mm -hmm. right? Back in the day, playing for the Jets. And we have no quarterback. We got Zach Wilson mm -hmm. as our only option, okay? Mm -hmm. And Drew Brees comes out and say, hey, I'm coming out of retirement. The 45-year-old Drew Brees, however old he is, he says he's coming out of retirement. I'm going to say give him whatever he wants. Brandon, give him whatever he Brandon, wants. It's hard to find a quarterback. I don't give a damn. Good are, what good is potential without the results, though? I hear what do you mean the results? I hear, you want to look on, up I hear what, I hear what right, you're guys. saying. I hear what you're nope. saying about his potential. I get it. 
It's there. We, we saw glimpses of it while he was playing before he took the year off. But he doesn't have the results. There's there's not enough results to justify $230 million. Not? I'm not saying that he didn't deserve a hefty contract, but you can't sit here and say that the Browns did not overpay they for him didn't. to strictly make sure that he was their quarterback. It's it the was same still thing. overpaying. But hold on, hold on. Patrick Mahomes, I know he had an MVP, he had oh, a Super don't Bowl. Don't relate it to Patrick Mahomes. But he, he got a deal that we've never seen in the NFL before. Because a half a billion dollars. MVP yeah, but Super we, that Bowl. was like, an unprecedented deal. Oh, come on, Brandon. It was unprecedented. And Why? Because what they did is they looked at it. They said, look, we're going to lock him up for the next 10 years. And the market is going to drastically change within those, with probably within five years. We've already seen that happen. So what they're looking at is like, look, we got our guy. The Cleveland Browns is looking at Deshaun like, look, we'll, we're willing to do this because we know we got our guy. And they're also looking at Lamar Jackson. They, they see all these other quarterbacks coming. Lamar Jackson is going to shift the market. You got uh, you got Russell Wilson thing, who, who, who ended up coming back and, and shifting the market. You have all Josh Allen was going to be up. They seen this. So they went out there and did the best thing for the franchise. And that's the same thing when it comes to this whole Lamar thing is – he can be worth three hundred million guaranteed. Okay, but you know what the difference. You know what the difference is between the comparison of Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. First of all, it doesn't take one piece to win a Super Bowl, as you know. But the Chiefs had won a Super Bowl. The guys were paid. Lamar. I mean, Patrick Mahomes was a pivotal part of that. But the team was already constructed to win and has won since. You can't compare that to Deshaun yes, Watson. Because I'm just it's talking about a quarterback. Thing. Listen, you gotta have. You gotta have. You gotta have. Thing, you gotta have a top five defense, okay, to win it. Or you gotta have a quarterback. It's Point not blank period. This, you're, so you're going to compare. Justin Jefferson just went for 2,000 yards and they didn't even sniff the, the Super Browns Bowl. The Browns are not even in place with the team offensively, even if you implement now? Deshaun Watson into it. Now? When they signed him to win a Super Bowl. There because was they're no, looking at, they're looking at, they went, look what they're doing. But you're, he had no proof of, what he said, he had no proof of concept. There were glimpses. Yes, he was a top 10 quarterback. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm not sure. negating that. But you cannot compare it to Patrick Mahomes. It's, and you can't can even back compare to it to Lamar Jackson. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Friday, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters Friday. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed.
Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Can we, can we, can we go back to go relationship ahead. before we move on? So right now, uh, Beyonce is married to who? Jay-Z. And Rihanna is in a relationship with who? ASAP Rocky. Damn near married, right? So um, in the culture, for the culture, you know, all these single athletes and entertainers mm-hmm. and also men out there, if they were available, what do you think that what do you think these dudes would be willing to give up? Hell, even some ladies. What do you think men and women be willing to give up? Are you saying that someone would pay 200 Are you saying that someone 230 million dollars? I'm saying there's a lot of dudes, there's a lot there's a lot there's a lot there's a lot of people playing around out there. A lot of dudes, hey, go trips, they going to wine and dine you. They willing to give up anything just to go on a date, just to have some time with you. I don't think so that's my the thing, thing is, my thing is if Rihanna and 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 Beyoncé was on the market. Uh-huh. Man, people be willing to give up whatever. It's Gucci not, bags, right? But uh, hurt man's they want for Gucci ain't even on the table. You can't even bring but Gucci even to the table. But even with those examples, Brandon, I'll play your weird no, analogy no, game. So see, I'll play your weird analogy game. You got even with those Lamar examples, Jackson on the table. Even with those examples, Rihanna has multiple Grammys. Beyonce has multiple Grammys. They're Oscar nominated. Oh, you going back they to have the clothing Deshaun. lines. They, what I'm saying is, there's proof of of of. Of productivity there. It's proof with there's the sun. Proof, you, like, so we can't say that. Listen. All right, let, that's too much. I went too high. I went too high. We can I go around in circles with this. I went too high. Who's up and coming? Who's up and coming right now? Chloe Bailey, maybe? We're going to have to agree it's Chloe, disagree. Chloe Bailey? Who else is up and coming right now? Who y'all? Who you into, Corey? I don't know. Who you into? You, you we going to have to agree to disagree because I'm not seeing I'm well, not Who's seeing up and coming? Who's up and coming? I don't Chloe know. Chloe Bailey? I guess we can go ahead and use Shineska? that. Shineska? Shinsia? Shinsia, her. Who, Ice Shinsia? Spice? You throw Ice Spice in there or something? Like, uh, ice Spice? Oh, I don't know. I don't know about no Ice Spice. <laughs> what name, what they on Ice Spice like that? <laughs> the young is on Ice Spice? I don't know. I don't know what we're getting at here. Yeah, What's right, the, what I'm right, getting at is basically, all right, we can move on. Can Corey, move I'm going to throw it to you here. Like, all I'm saying is this. When you have, you know, a beautiful asset, just sitting there, open. People are, will be willing to give whatever it takes to get them. And that's all I'm saying. Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, a quarterback is like that. A quarterback is, we call them, we call them like what? Like they're sensitive, they're diva-ish a little bit. You got to approach them differently. You know, the whole conversation like, well, why do we have to talk to a quarterback this way, but we can talk talk to the rest of the team another way, right? Or why, why are we able to have multiple quarterbacks our receivers, running backs, uh, fighting for this position. But then when we have a quarterback, when you bring in competition, it changes things. It's different. They're like the Beyonce's of, they're the Beyonce's, they're the Rihanna's of the world. That's all I'm saying. All right. That's all I'm saying. Go ahead, Corey. Quarterback Lamar <laughs> Jackson, right, announces this morning that he's officially requested a trade from the Baltimore Ravens. We'll see what happens next. Moving on to the NBA. So last night, King James made his return after a 13-game absence, right? And it wasn't until he said he met with the doctor that he refers to as the LeBron James of feet, <laughs> that he felt comfortable enough to make his comeback. So James, and he also had added to that, it was other, it was two other doctors who had told him to get surgery, you know, as opposed to, um, you know, just taking the, the natural and rehabilitation route. But uh, last night, James led all scorers coming off the bench. He had 29 minutes, recorded 19 points, eight rebounds, three assists. 
So Ashley, I'll start with you first. You uh -huh. know, what are your you know what are your initial thoughts from you know the game yesterday, his return, and and basically just where the Lakers stand right now. Um, well, I watch the highlights. I don't really watch Lakers games, to be honest. And I wasn't going to start with the Bulls and the, the Lakers. But um, do they have enough to make a run? If you consider a run, you know, the play-in, sure. I think the West is so wide open in terms of how close it is and how drastically different it is from the top three seeds, top four seeds, maybe all the way down. So do they have enough to get in in some capacity? For sure. Do they have enough to make some real noise when they have to be stacked against competition, depending on that matchup? I don't know. I just feel like the team is just not – it's hit or miss with them. Mm -hmm. And the playoffs is a different beast. The game starts to slow down. It's just – match. it depends on the matchup, honestly. Mm -hmm. I, I really don't have enough faith in this team to say that they're going to make a deep run, to be honest. And with LeBron coming back off of injury, Anthony Davis, you know – He's always a wild card. Every time he hits the floor, you hold your breath. And you're he like, got hurt oh my last God. night. I know. It's just, it's just too hurt much. His it's, finger. There's just too many things stacked against them for me to say that this team has a chance. Yeah. So it's not the bubble. Uh, so the question is, do the Lakers have enough to make a run? That's your question, right? I feel Corey? like they're going to yeah. barely make the play-in, if you ask me. No, barely. I mean, no, right now. No, they, they, they already they I'm saying they're, that's that. what I'm saying. They're barely, they're, right now they're ninth. The play-in ends at 10th. They're, they're barely making the play-in. Correct. Um, the Lakers have everything they need to make a run. Um, they have LeBron James, and they also have a top five talent when he's healthy in Anthony Davis. What we need from Anthony Davis is when you're out there, play like you're top five. Last night was an example of, bro, you're underperforming. You are healthy outside of, I don't know, when he hurt his finger, maybe in the third or fourth quarter, he, he hurt his finger. Hopefully that doesn't sideline him. But when you're out there, bro, you should be you should be averaging 28, 30 points a game. LeBron James off the bench led the entire uh, 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 team with 19 points. This dude was just posting up. I saw no strain out there. I saw no no type of you know when I say strain, I mean like the you see the ball, they somebody shoot the ball and then you, know, you got to go attack the rim for a rebound and then you see dudes just like really fighting and positioning just to go get it. Like it means that much. That didn't exist. The Bulls owned the Lakers the entire game. There was no energy there. But when you have LeBron James and his IQ, right? What they need, how they communicate, how they need to play defense, what they need to do to just get a win. Like, there's no reason why you shouldn't be in position. LeBron James is almost like Tom Brady or like these quarterbacks that we were just talking about. When you have a quarterback, you're in every single game. That's all. Just keep, get, keep us close, and then let's take a let's take let's take advantage really. in the fourth quarter. Yes, you do. You no, have LeBron you don't. James. And then my last thing is Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves is a guy that worked his way into the the starting five. He's been sensational over the last 20 games. So now you have three guys that can get it done. You're putting, Austin, your, you're putting your playoff hopes in Austin Reeves? Yes, because all I need from him is to fill in the gaps. First of all, That's, hold, hold on, no. that's putting, all I need. You're putting, yes. You're putting, okay. It's not in him. It's in AD being the, the top most, five. AD being the top is an five. extremely inconsistent player. It, what did I say? I said, when you're out there, I need you to be the AD that everybody's. But you're know missing you, the you fact are. that he's extremely inconsistent. Listen. Do you not think that AD like is sitting I, back? If, if I could sing and dance in heels like Beyonce, I would be Beyonce. Let me but ask I you a question. So like this you're is, this is the part. This is the part that we don't cover on television a lot. So would you agree with this? There's no team right now willing to give up, mortgage their future for AD. Fact or foolish? That's fact. That's fact. 
So with Anthony Davis, do you not think he and his team, Clutch Sports family, is sitting down saying, bro, this is it. You got you to gotta make a move right now or your ass going to be shipped out somewhere else in a bad situation. Team's going to move on from you, but you got to do it right now. You're, so so what I'm saying is okay. I hear what you, he's I, out. Did he not start the year off averaging 30 damn points before he got hurt? That's fantastic. But today's March 27th. I need that's and what I March need. March 27th. He's inconsistent and he's injury prone and you cannot rely on him down the stretch when you need him. Yes. You don't know if he's you don't even we if, had the same even if he's not injured, you never know what version of Anthony Davis you're gonna get. Sometimes he looks like he's checked out. Sometimes we're he goes asking, crazy. We're not, Sometimes we're not he's asking in the for a dynasty. He that's not what Corey but, asked us. He's not asking for a dynasty. We're not asking for him for, for them to run off the next three to four years. Is it a run? A run is 20 games. A run is half a season. So now they're going in the postseason. When, when, he's talking about, when he's talking about a run, he means in the playoffs. And That's the answer, right. Can and the we get the AD? No. Can't, he did it in the bubble. The bubble doesn't count. Why Brandon? does the bubble don't count? The bubble does not count. There were so, first of all, the Lakers ran through a, a dismantled West in the bubble. The Clippers had maybe 10 games with each other as a complete unit before he they got into that bubble. They ran through a bunch of injured teams in the West, and it was, some people would like to say, a cakewalk to go ahead and get to the finals. The bubble is an anomaly. Do not use that as the standard. Anthony Davis, in real time, has not been consistent. He is not reliable enough to go ahead and make a deep a run. run when a you're run. talking about facing teams like the oh Grizzlies, the Clippers, the the Nuggets, hell, even they, the Warriors. They it's just not enough. Like it's just not enough. Anthony, the team is not enough. It's not enough. So Anthony Davis stats. So I'm gonna go stats here. So a run. What's a run? A run is like okay. a, a run. A I mean, we're talking like a run. We're talking about is this a team that you okay. can see in, okay. coming out of the first round? Absolutely. Oh my God. Absolutely. You have lost He's your averaging mind. 25 points. You have I, lost your I'm, mind. I want to validate. Let's go back to the relationship. I'm going to validate your feelings right now mm -hmm. and what you're saying. You mm -hmm. are right. He is inconsistent. He is injury prone, but we've been talking about that for the last four or five years, six, seven years actually with AD. Mm -hmm. But a run? We saw him do it in 2020. We saw them do it at the beginning of this Stop year. If you up go the back, bubble. The I'm bubble going doesn't to the count. bubble. That's all I know. You don't. You That's can't all go I to the know. Bubble. When we saw, that was three years ago. It doesn't matter. Two and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half. Can I get two and a half? Can I get two and a half? But a run, Ashley. Absolutely, LeBron James. <sighs> LeBron James can get thirty with his back to the basket. Did you see him last night? Look phenomenal as far as from a post game. Not like spectacular. But he's too strong, he's too powerful, he's too savvy in the post. He can give you 30 just posting you up. Watch that. And then I go to Austin Reeves. You laughed at me. Do you not need – this dude was averaging 22 points over the last 10 games when LeBron and everybody else went down. He worked himself in the, in, in the playoffs. You need three guys to go on the run, right? So he fills in the gap. So let's say, let's say they, they make it out of the first round. Or maybe it's in the first round. You got LeBron being LeBron. You know LeBron's going to show up. LeBron's not laying down for anybody. If he's LeBron's in the playoffs, LeBron's going to compete. Injury, LeBron's going to compete. Doesn't matter. All great players find a way to play when they're hurt. That is that that is greatness. Everybody's hurt. Everybody's feeling something. Can you still perform at a high level when you're dealing with something? No excuse for LeBron James. AD. I, we just debated AD. But if AD, if he doesn't give you 30, he gives you 19. 
can Reeves, Austin Reeves, give you 24, 25? I think he can. I think he can. LeBron needs to have that conversation. Like, yo, I need you right now. Let's go. So the last thing I would say to this is I absolutely see the Lakers going on a run. Absolutely. 100%. Matter of fact, we can we can bet the glasses that you oh, owe me. Man. I see them getting out of the first round and the second round. 100%. Oh, wow. Are you scared of the, the Grizzlies? You kidding me? Mm. Oh, she's done. She's done with me. She's done with me. That's what it looks like. (laughs) All right, moving on, guys. So, look, it's Monday. So that means it's time for Word on the Tweet. And as always, Twitter was, uh, you know, very much entertaining. So for our first one, last night, right, Kevin Durant, he responded to on Twitter to a clip of Charles Barkley speaking on him in an interview, right? And in part of that interview, Charles Barkley said he's very sensitive, right? Great player. He's part of that generation who think he can't be criticized. He's never looked in the mirror and said, man, is that a fair criticism? So Kevin Durant's response to that was, this ain't getting tiring, Chuck. I'll never respect the words that come out of your mouth, fam. Just deal with it. Ashley, I'll start with you. Does Chuck need to let up on KD? And then also another question, do you agree with that statement of, you know, like the, the athletes of this generation? Um, I mean, one, he definitely needs to let up on him. It's becoming like a broken record. I feel like I've heard this criticism from Chuck about KD at least like 50 times mm-hmm. at this point. Like it's <laughs> get a new, like get a new like shtick or just kind of just, you know, let it go. It's that. Um, I will say that <laughs> Brandon, and I didn't need background music, but thanks. Um, in terms of the criticism, um, I think that's a hard critique to make because you don't know the conversations that Katie has with himself, mm. with his immediate circle. Um, maybe he's not taking the criticism of Chuck and Shaq and some other guys. Maybe he's not taking that criticism to heart and he kind of brushes that criticism off. But we don't know what conversations he has internally. Like, you don't need to take everybody's opinion and apply it to yourself you know what i mean like you take what means something you take what you can relate to you take pieces you take all of it or you don't take any of it at all but i just don't think that he values their opinion Mm -hmm. so if you don't value someone's opinion whether their criticism is right or wrong and there have been moments of things that chuck has said in between a lot of the the mess that you can be like "Mm, okay i can understand that but i just think that he doesn't respect meaning he kevin durant doesn't respect chuck Mm. so you're not going to respect the criticism that comes out of his mouth why doesn't he respect them um, you'd have to ask KD that, but it comes across that like he doesn't respect his his takes. He doesn't he doesn't respect his, you know, he just doesn't respect the things that right. comes come comes out of his mouth. So if you mm-hmm. don't respect someone, whether they're say, whatever they're saying, whether right or wrong, is not going to resonate with yeah. you because you don't care. I I don't think he respects him because uh, this new generation athlete looks at you know athletes uh, doing television, broadcasting, radio, whatever whatever format it is, say like you sat in these seats before, you know better, right? Like this whole talk sports environment that ESPN created, you know, yelling back and forth. And and it's not about the debate or yelling back and forth. It's about how you protect your takes, right? Like how can Skip Bayless go out there and say what he says about LeBron, right? As a player and even as a person off the court, but he, he's been living on, on that for 15, 16, 17 years. It's about what makes me great and rise to the top is saying something outlandish and standing on that no matter what. So when you go out there and you talk about KD the way you talk about KD, 
right? And then you stand on that when he actually defies that odd or if he changes something, then it doesn't make any sense. You lose respect from the player. So I think that, you know, Chuck came in this wave of, hey, let's invest in these personalities, athletes' personalities, come out, give them, give, a, give their hot take, mm-hmm. right? Ruffler, what is it called? Help me out here. I, I'm just, What's the word you're looking for? You know for? what I'm saying? Ah! I don't know. So, so you <laughs> hire these guys to come out and, and, and say these outlandish things, right, to ruffle, ruffle feathers. feathers. There you go. Ruff, ruffle feathers to create engagement and attention and just make news. But it doesn't mm-hmm. mean anything. So I think KD, just like other athletes, are coming out, Corey, and just saying, like, you know what? We're tired of this. You guys been in this situation before. You, you guys aren't speaking on how it feels to be in the locker room, and it, and they don't respect it. So that's that's my thing. I think it's the respect is gone between the two, and I think there is a transition happening in talk sports and radio and all those things where athletes are saying, I'm respecting guys that respect the locker room and respect the game. I think it's also, though, that, like, they come from different eras, right? Like, it, you constantly hear the old heads bringing up, well, back in our day and back in this day and back in my day and da-da-da. Well, the day is different. It's a new day. You know what I mean? And I think that that's an issue that some players have with the way that the old heads kind of speak about the modern NBA. It's the constant comparison to how they did it and how they played and what it was like back in the day and what it was like when they – it's different now. So I think Katie's somebody who doesn't appreciate the constant comparison that just because you did it this way or I do it this way, that your way is right and my way is wrong. Like the Mm -hmm. game is different. The business of the NBA is different. They're making more money now. It's a players friendly league. And that's drastically different than when Shaq was playing, than when Chuck was playing, than when Kenny was playing. So for them, it kind of comes across and you hear it a lot of times, the young guys will say, oh, they're just hating. They're just mad. And sometimes it comes across a little bit like they're there's a little bit of a chip on their shoulder that maybe they were playing in the wrong generation because if they were playing now things would be but it is what it is and I think that for Kevin Durant there may be some truth that maybe he's a little sensitive he does get on Twitter a lot and pop back and maybe you know some maybe sometimes things sting him a little bit and he hides it behind a tweet but I think a lot of the times Michael Jordan would have been sensitive in this in this environment what do you mean like if Michael Jordan was in the Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you know, era, you don't think he would be sensitive? What, what would he say? You think he's just going to take the high road on everything? Or, you know, uh, Charles Barkley, like Charles Barkley, he would have came off as sensitive as well because, you know, he's an, a, a, an athlete that would actually speak his mind back in the day. So he would have probably came out and addressed everything that people were saying on Twitter and Instagram. So he could have he would have been in the same position. That's sensitive, bro. Like why you gotta why you gotta respond to everything? Like man, Charles Barkley would have been bashed and mm-hmm. criticized to the highest if he was in this environment. One hundred percent. I just think it's I think it's for the guys now. It's kind of annoying the constant comparisons to how it was back in the day because it's a new it's a new era. So for Kevin Durant, I think it's more of an annoyance that it's that constant. And there, I mean, listen, 
they're hard on KD at times. You know, they say, what is he? The, he's not the bus driver or whatever mm-hmm. it is that it. Yeah. I mean, eventually you kind of bite back. But I do think that there may be some truth to what Chuck's saying. Maybe he is a little bit sensitive about certain things, which wouldn't be a knock against him. I mean, you're human. Everyone has their trigger points. Certain things right. sting you more than others. So I think there's a little bit of truth on both sides. I think Katie just genuinely does not respect how they talk about the game now. And I think Chuck's right. There is a little bit of a sensitivity there. So I think two things can be true at the same time. Yeah. yeah. All right, moving on. We're going to stay in the NBA, though. So the New York Knicks, right? Ashley's beloved New York Knicks lost their last matchup to the Orlando Magic. The score was 111 to 106. But it was actually right before halftime for Julius Randle was given a technical foul, right? It was in mm. for arguing, like kind of like a no call, um, you know, with the ref. And then shortly afterwards, we saw him get into like a, a kind of verbal altercation with our uh, guard, Emmanuel Quick- Quickly, excuse me. Um, so, yeah, for our tweet here, you know, it just shows basically Julius Randle and Emmanuel Quickly kind of just going through their exchange. Oh, that's my tweet. Okay. And we got Ashley Nicole <laughs> Moss. Oh, she I was like, that, that looks familiar. It yeah, looks a little familiar. So, I mean, yeah, you, you went through and basically just explained the situation. Randle gets a lot of bad no calls, and when you're trying to win, it eventually gets to you. Last year, y'all were <laughs> accusing him of not being passionate, and now he's too passionate. And look. It's never a good look to bark back at a teammate, but this team wants to win. It happens. So my question, and actually I'll start with you, Brandon. Mm -hmm. Is this Mm -hmm. passion or is this a problem? Well, first off, uh, I'm in our our comments right now, and someone was like, ask Ashley about Julius Randle. So, like, apparently everybody knows, like, who – who you love, what I'm teams a good you Julius love. R- I'm a big Julius mm-hmm. Randle fan. You're loyal. Yeah, I'm a big Julius. I'm a Knicks fan, but I'm a big Julius Randle fan. You're, you're like Lamar Jackson. You're super loyal. I love how you stand on what you believe for the people that you believe in. So that's great. Um, it's passion. It's not a problem. Even these problems uh, turn into the, the sauce that makes a team really good, mm-hmm. right? It's what happens next. They're good teams. This happens all the time in practice. This happens in – it can happen in the cafeteria. It can happen through happen in a, a walkthrough or a shoot-around. It happens all the time. <laughs> but when these things happen, how do you deal with it? Mm-hmm. Right? When they got in the locker room, did they look at look each other in the eye and talk through it? Mm-hmm. And say, did, did Julius say, yo, my bad. You know, I shouldn't have did that in that situation. You know, but, I, you know, I need to get that off. Like, I understood that I could potentially get thrown out, and I'm asking you to step aside. But quickly, it's being a really good teammate, saying we can't afford to have you get a tech. We can't afford to not have you on the court, mm-hmm. right? So what they did after means everything. So I don't know um, what happened in the locker room, but this is, uh, uh, this is really good. Like what Ashley said, I'd rather have a guy like this. I'd rather see a game like this, super passion, than mm-hmm. watch what I watch with the Chicago Bears and the Lakers. The Lakers, come on, you got LeBron James. Yes. The Bulls. Bulls. The Bulls. What did I say? You said Bears. Bears. You got the Bears on oh. your oh, mind? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, that game was so weak. Like, come on. Like, we got a couple games left. Y'all fighting for positioning. And there's no strain happening at all. I'd rather watch this all day. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's only a problem when it becomes a problem. And what I say, what I what I mean when I say that is that when it starts to affect wins and losses is when it becomes a problem. But I have to believe when his teammates say, "Listen, it's just part of the game. We love each other in this locker room. We want to win." You know, it's not an issue. It's passion. You know, we're brothers. This happens. I have to believe that that's true. You know, I can nitpick and say, oh, it's a problem and Julius Randle's. But if his own teammates are coming out to his defense and saying it's not an issue for us, it happens. I have to believe that. I mean, I've seen Jimmy Butler. I was at the game when Jimmy Butler and Spo went at it. 
And then he oh. gets into it with Udonis Haslam. Mm -hmm. And everyone in the media is asking them about it, and they say nothing. And they say, you know what? We're brothers. We want to win. It happens. We're moving on. When you are in the heat of a game, and anyone who's ever played a competitive sport can relate to this, you want to win at every single cost. And especially when you're in a game where you're getting manhandled. And Julius Randle gets a lot of bad no calls. And we've seen this in the NBA with other players. When you're in a certain stature, when you have a certain build, when you play for a certain team, you don't get the calls. You don't get those superstar calls. You don't get those home calls sometimes. You sometimes get manhandled by the reps. And it gets frustrating, especially when you're in the stretch, heading into the playoffs, and you want to win. So... Yeah, it's never good to go ahead and get into it with a teammate. And I'm not condoning what he did with Emmanuel quickly because at the end of the day, Quickly's on your side. That's your guy. He's trying to calm you down because they need you to win. They need you on the court. But it happens. We've seen it since the beginning of time in the NBA. So I don't think it's this clutch your pearls travesty of a moment. I think it only is becoming that for some people because you see it frequently from Julius Randle. But listen, he's a passionate player. Does he need to know when to tone things down? Does he need to know when to be able to push forward and ignore the no calls and ignore the bad calls? Yes. Does he do that sometimes? Yes. So, Does he fall short of that sometimes? Yes. Mm -hmm. He's human. He's not a robot. It happens. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I want to take a moment just to thank everyone uh, chiming in with us. Yeah. The numbers are going up. Monday's mm -hmm. a good day for us. Yeah. It seemed like Monday is a day where uh, a lot of folks chime in and tune in to Paper Route. So I just want to say thank you guys. Um, we'll keep at it Monday through Thursday. Uh, pretty much 12 to 2. On Mondays, we have our episode that comes out. So 12 to 1 uh, is when we, we air that. And then right after, we'll go live with Paper Route. So keep coming back. Uh, this was a really good day. I think we need to go back to Lamar. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think we do. Like, this is big. This is, this is probably the biggest story in football right now. You still have Aaron Rodgers, the Packers, and the Jets, that saga, what happens there. I don't, I don't see any other uh, storyline that's bigger than Lamar Jackson right now. For for him to publicly come out, okay, and say I asked for a trade. There's a lot there, right? And everybody's talking about it. So Corey, I, I feel like we should go back to Lamar Jackson to end the show. I think so too. Now the question though is, you know, with all this going on now, where does he land, right? Like, who is going to be his new team? Ashley, Ashley, what you think? Let's start with you. Um. Well, well, here's the Colts would be an interesting landing spot for him. Yeah. I think that they have a nice squad there that just is, is, needs a really great quarterback to take them over the hump. Um, Atlanta would be interesting, culturally speaking. It would be fantastic for Lamar Jackson. They now, is that a team yeah. that's ready to go? There'd be some growing pains there, but it would be a great environment for him. Um, Tennessee would be cool too. Mm. Tennessee would be a mm. would be a very interesting landing spot for Lamar Jackson for sure. So if I had to do, I would go Colts, Falcons, Titans. Let, let me ask you this question: How, like, a, the big question now is it salvageable? Their relationship? Yes. No. Well, you've been in. You've been in bad relationships here and there. Like, we all have. No. We've all been in bad relationships, <laughs> right? 
Like, what could he have done? And I'm just hypothetically speaking. Mm -hmm. What could he have done what to get back in your good graces? Lamar? No, I'm just saying, like, in oh, a bad oh, relationship. Because oh. now, like, like, you look at the Baltimore Ravens. What can the Baltimore Ravens do to actually get back in his good graces? Like, Lamar's dug in. He filed for divorce publicly. It's mm -hmm. a wrap now on Lamar's side. But is there anything he can do? Like, let's go to, you know, therapy. Let's sit down. Are they going? Can we send flowers? Like, what can they do to get back in his good graces? I think, honestly, when you are turned off by something or someone, it's very hard to flip that switch to get back to how you once saw them. You know, it's hard to put aside so many indiscretions and so many just tears of disrespect to kind of wipe the slate clean and get back to that point. And some people are able to do it. You mention all the time, some guys, the money is like, all right, cool. Like t we can let bygones be right. bygones. I just got paid, it's all good. It's what's up, homie, like, let's go. And some guys take that personal and that chip will always be there. I don't think that if Lamar were to still be with the Ravens, they would get the version of Lamar that has existed up until now. It would just always be a dark cloud over the relationship between quarterback and coach, quarterback and organization, quarterback and maybe even the guys in his locker. But they, it would it's just, not it like would, they cheated though. It's not it like it's not it's not like it's not like the the Raiders or mm -hmm. uh, the Miami Dolphins that cheated with Tom Brady, right? And yes, I see everybody out there say, Brandon, always go back to football. Yeah, really, it's everything back to football. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely, we're talking football. But it's not like they did that, right? Because mm -hmm. there, there's some things that are like deal breakers. You cheat on me, abuse, like, it's deal breakers. Did I they mean, do that? Did they cross that they line? They disrespected him. And sometimes it's, disrespect is the heart and so many instances of disrespect. It's not like it was a one-off. If it right. was a one-off, I would say, yeah, they can make the situation work. But it was constantly over a course of a year. And then Daniel Jones gets paid. And Lamar is like, where's my deal? And then you hit him with the exclusive franchise tag. Non-exclusive. Non-exclusive franchise is, tag. Which, could which be is even problematic. worse. Yeah. Because it's like, not only are you trying to keep me <laughs> with the franchise tag, but you make it a non-exclusive, which means, hey, if someone wants you, they can come get you. It's You showed me I have no value to you. And once you show somebody what and, they truly mean to you yeah. only there's only one or two ways you can go you can either go left which is let's make it work you know it's cool i got my money i ain't worried about nothing or some guys are like nah you show me what's up i want out there's nothing you can say to me now right. lamar's that guy right, right and that's right. okay right right yeah i mean and then also you got to think about it when you go non-exclusive a lot of times they're doing that they want you but they're saying we don't see what you see in yourself, right? So if another team comes out there and mm -hmm. they actually offer something bigger than us, then we're going to match that, right? Right. From a player's perspective, it's kind of disrespectful, right? It's mm -hmm. almost as if it's like, well, you don't see it and you're going to wait till somebody else see it. It's almost right. like, you know what I mean? Out of sight, out of mind it's type kind, of thing. Oh, like, now, oh, that's, oh, I do love you. You like relationships, so let's use it in that analogy, right? 
you know, the guy breaks up with you, he's treating you like crap, right. right? You go on and you're in a new relationship and he's treating you amazing. He's buying you flowers, taking you to dinner, you're going on these expensive trips and all this, and all of a sudden your ex slides into your phone and is like, hey, what's up, big head, missed you. Oh, now you miss me? Yeah, right. Now you see That's my exactly value it. because the next man did. Now yeah. you see me out here and I'm a hot commodity on the market and now you want to come That's and right. treat me like gold? That's right. I don't think so. And, 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 and it, it it's definitely a big deal because, and I hear like Adam Schefter, you know, and, and people on other networks talking about this earlier, they're like, well, he he's always been available. When, when he was hit with the non-exclusive, teams knew they can go out there and trade for him by giving up two first-round picks. Now, obviously, the Baltimore Ravens can come back around and match those offers. Right. So this has always been a thing. But for Lamar to say, I requested a trade, what he's saying is, the Baltimore Ravens, you don't even try to match it. If I go, if I go get my two hundred thirty million guarantee, my two hundred forty million guarantee, don't even try to match it because it's 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 that far gone. That's the statement that he's making today. Some people think that okay, they can still work it out. A team comes out there and trade for him, they can go match. No, he's sending a message to the league, and he's sending a message to the Baltimore Ravens. Yo, I'm done with you guys. Mm -hmm. This is a this is a big deal. A big deal. Um, I we see. Said, we said this though, when the conversation first happened, when the rumblings of this first happened, we said that the Ravens are not in a position to go ahead and play this game with Lamar Jackson because there's a, not another Lamar Jackson waiting for them. And we That's said right. on this very set, do what you agree. do to keep your quarterback happy because a disgruntled quarterback is not good because you cannot replace him and what's going to happen is you're going to push him to the point of no return that's right and that point has officially arrived and, and then there's people out there actually saying that uh you know the baltimore ravens still have all the leverage how right well because they own his rights they don't they have don't to have, move him he doesn't here's, have to play here's for what him. I, here's here's what we've I, seen that happen before here's what i was saying you said this earlier um we were talking about the money Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and you're talking about like Lamar doing all the right things. You always talk about it. Lamar is a stand up guy. Class act. Mm -hmm. He said, look, I'm I'm not negotiating anymore after this day. And he did exactly that. Right. Remember, mm -hmm. once the season start, this is last year. I'm not negotiating anymore. I'm not even talking about it with y'all media folks. Mm -hmm. So don't even ask me the question. Anytime it came up, what do you do? I'm talking about football. I ain't talking about that. Mm -hmm. So what makes us believe that he's going to change course this time? I want to trade. Do you think he's going to change his mind? There's nothing in his history. Going back to when he was in high school, there's nothing in his history says that he's going to deviate from what he's saying or what he believes. So this is a big deal. Lamar Jackson will, will not play in a Baltimore Ravens uh, uniform again. Mm -hmm. um, if the Baltimore Ravens want to play hardball and keep him, Right, which they should because he is Lamar Jackson. We could see Lamar Jackson potentially not playing this year. I don't see him. I don't see him suiting back up. I don't. Like you want to hold? That's I what would you want to go would, through for I a year. Play. So, so because let me, what? Because he can't. Here's the. Here's what you can't do. I mean, you can do it, but then it kind of. Let's let's bring it back to relationships again, since that's an easy analogy. You can't tell your man you're going to leave him if he does X 
and then he does X and you don't leave mm. because now what's going to happen? He's going to mm. do it again because he knows you're not going to leave. Mm. You can keep threatening him with the same ultimatum. If you do X, I'm going to leave. Right. And every time you don't leave, he keeps calling your bluff. So if Lamar, it a lot. Lamar, it happens a lot. Like Lamar can't do all of this and say all of this. And then suit up for the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar, he could. Lamar, Lamar, but he Lamar, won't. Lamar is the person in a relationship that says, "I'm about to do this," mm-hmm. and he does it, and, and you're like, oh, "I don't believe it." They'll come back and be like, "Oh, you look and then up." They too, don't. You look up. You look up two <laughs> months later. Like, oh, they really, they really was serious. <laughs> Yo, I thought I had more time. But Corey, let me answer your question real quick. Yeah. Uh, Bill Belichick and the Patriots is sitting in the cut. And are putting together their plan. Uh, I see Bill Belichick going after Lamar Jackson. They're sitting wow. in the draft with the 14th pick. So we know that's one uh, of the pieces needed to get Lamar. Um, there isn't a more savvier um, trade mind in the business when it comes to draft day bill belichick if you go back in 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 over the last 20 years when he's since he's been with the new england patriots he's always doing something creative on draft day so right now we're sitting here march 27th the draft is a a month away april 27th that's when it starts i think that's when it happens maybe a couple days before or on opening night bill belichick and the patriots is going to find a way to get lamar jackson he's that good because you got Bill Belichick sitting here thinking about like his legacy. Like Bill Belichick, it's without a quarterback, he's done. He's cooked. Is that how you want to end? Bill Belichick sitting back and everybody talking about, oh, it was all Tom Brady, Tom Brady. Tom Brady left New England and got a Super Bowl in year one. Now everybody's waiting on Bill Belichick. What are you going to do, Bill Belichick? I don't think he's happy with his quarterback, Ashley. Mac Jones? No, that's not the guy. That's not the guy. And there's nobody in the draft that's – at 14, you're going to go with uh, Levis, Levis? Who are you going to go with? Who's going to be sitting here at 14? The, the top three quarterbacks could be gone within the first five or six picks. If I'm Bill Belichick, I'm sitting here looking at Lamar Jackson and trying to get a deal done. If I'm Lamar Jackson, I take this serious. Because, look, there's a lot of teams that uh, will probably step up. There's a few teams, I would say, that will step up and make a run at Lamar Jackson. But Lamar Jackson needs to look at, like, man, I want to be an MVP again. I want to win a Super Bowl or, mo- or multiple Super Bowls. I want to contend every single year. There's no better system. There's no better organization than, the, than the, the, the New England Patriots. He has it. And I think they'll have a phenomenal relationship. Bill Belichick will build the team around him, and he's always done that. Defensively, people talk about, oh, what's his scheme? What's his philosophy? They've been a 3-4 team. They've been a 4-3 team. They've been a 4-2 team. They've been a nickel team. They've been a base team. He he adjusts to the situation but offensively. like New England, though? Say that again. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know what? He's going to be a contender year in and year out. So if I'm New England, uh, I make this happen. And if I'm Lamar Jackson... The New England Patriots is at the top of my list because of that guy right there, Bill Belichick. And if Bill Belichick pulls this off, he now puts himself back at top at like the best coach to ever do it. And this whole debate uh, that over Lamar, I mean, Tom Brady or Bill Belichick. The chicken or the ends. egg. It ends. It ends. It ends. Interesting. 
What came first, the chicken or the egg? <laughs> does Brady need Belichick or does Belichick need Brady? There we go. So, Corey, mm-hmm. phenomenal job today. We had to adjust to the Lamar Jackson news. Mm-hmm. A little slight to um, Thank you guys for your boy. In. Your boy Aaron Rodgers is still still waiting to, to go to the Jets. It's a little bit of a holdup in the process, I hear. Yeah. There's no holdup. There's a holdup in the process. There's no holdup. Everybody knows what it is. It's going to happen. It's, we got to wait another month. Okay. They got a month. The, the the Green Bay Packers, they're not going to go into the next year, this year, with $60 million just sitting there and not being uh, used. So they got to get it done, right? And they got to get it done right before the draft or during opening night. That's what's going to happen here. The New York Jets and Aaron Rodgers have all the leverage right now. All they got to do is wait. I'm already. I'm sure they're already looking at the playbook. I'm sure that he's already connecting with his teammates. It's done. It's done. But you're going to give up, you know, first-round picks for a guy that could play one, maybe two years? He's about to turn 40? That doesn't make any sense. And the Green Bay Packers know it. Mm. They know it. So, Corey, um, I know you did a phenomenal job putting together Factor Foolish and, you know, word on the tweet. Do you want to – is there any word on the tweets that we need to get to, or do you want to land a plane? I think we can land a plane. Want to land, land a plane? plane? Ashley, yeah, how do you yeah. feel about it? We can land the plane. We can yeah. land a plane. Come back tomorrow. Paper route. Noon. 12 to 1. It could be 12 to one thirty. Who knows? Yeah. We're on YouTube. <laughs> we don't have anybody to answer to. We can stop the show now. We can keep going. Yeah. Love you guys. Make sure you subscribe. 70% of everybody that's viewing this show today and tomorrow and yesterday, they're not subscribers. That's a real thing. We need those subscriber numbers to go up, Ashley. I have to sneeze. <laughs> go ahead, do it. No, say I'm not going to sneeze. Say it, end us, end us. No, I'm not going to, I have to sneeze. Do it in Italian. Orange, 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 orange. <laughs> That's orange. the show. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace. <laughs>